0: Um
1: Let's go right now to our guy who checks in each and every postgame show. You can hear him go birds with James Seltzer on Saturday afternoons from one to three. Of course, the, the go birds podcast as well with James and all of his appearances during the week, Elliot shore parks, Elliot, uh, let, let's take this from your time covering and as far back as you can remember, is there a worst in, in the, in the history of the Eagles since, you know, of your knowledge, a worst, uh, regular season loss.
0: I mean, look, but there's, like, a game in New Orleans where they got smoked that you think of some of the end of the chip era.
1: I don't I don't mean a game that didn't really have meaning. I mean one no, that I know, more no, everything no, was well, on the one line. Is, yeah.
0: you're, you're right. Like, when you think about just what there was at stake here, because uh, I know people don't want to hear it, and, you know, they're playing poorly right now. So I completely understand nobody thinking about the playoffs. But they, they really dealt, like, a dramatic, dramatic blow to their chances today, not just with how they played. But to go from the two to the five, it potentially, and that looks like it'll end up, to show up like that and to lose this game in that spot with that much on the line, yeah, I mean, there are not many uh, games that I think have been a bigger disappointment uh, from this team in my time covering.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and you look at the way it unfolds, once again, you jump on them in the first half. Just like last week, they're up 20 to three against the Giants. You're up 21 to six for a team that was just begging for a knockout blow, and you fall to pieces. Elliot, how do you explain the defensive side of the ball today?
0: Yeah, the defensive side of the ball, I mean, they, they are playing a lot of young players. But but that being said, it was it was really, really bad. It was really, really bad. I mean, when you look at the fact they can't get off the field, a touchdown on pretty much every drive uh, of the second half, or, or every drive of the second half, I should say. And I think what really showed it was like, Gannon doing that onside kick in the fourth quarter, he knew that if they got the ball back, they were going to score. Like, you do that onside kick because maybe you get it, but really what it is is you shorten the amount of time the Eagles will have the ball. You don't allow them to run the clock down because there's less field to work with. And he knows when he gets the ball back, he's confident that they'll go down and score, and that's exactly what they did. So, again, I, I do think, like, you look at it, and who's out there, right? Keely Ringo, Eli Rex, like, Reed Blankenship, like a, a lot of really young players, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, uh, the linebackers, we know who they are. So I do think on the defensive side of the person uh, – uh, uh, on the ball, they have personnel issues for sure. And I agree they deserve to be ripped. To me, today is more about Sirianni. Like that is my biggest takeaway from this, about the concern for the game.
2: Well, do you think he should for his first job? I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, they are collapsing. I mean, they, they could very easily have had five straight losses if last week didn't happen against the Giants, which is a game that was, was ugly – in and of itself, I mean, does he still have a locker room and do you think he should be coaching for his job?
0: I don't think he should be coaching for his job yet, but uh, the, the concern I have with this team that directly relates to Sirianni, is they never win on the margin. Like, they never do the things that make the game easier on them. I think such a perfect example of the sloppiness that is Sirianni's fault, because he's the head coach with this team, is that offensive drive, the last offensive drive of the game. You have a nice pass to A.J., you're moving the ball a little bit, you get 18 yards... There's a penalty. There's been a penalty all year with this team. They've had issues with that. That falls on Sirianni. Now it's first and twenty. They have two plays where they, they need to get chunk yards. They need to make a big play. They're unable to do it. Two running plays. Two unimaginative play calls. Like I, that. That's unacceptable. But to me, the timeout you burn there is such an, a bad indication of where this team is at. Like, why are you burning a timeout before third and twenty because of communication issues? Like that is just. It's such a sign of how sloppy this team still is. And I remember in training camp, these were problems. Substitution issues, you know, uh, communication issues. Today you see it, they were able to get plays off, but is running on and off the field, unsure yep. of if he's supposed to be in. Patrick Johnson in a key goal line play is running on with, like, three seconds to go. Like, we can talk about the talent issues and our players playing well enough on all those things. They are not doing the easy things that, that are the difference between, like, winning this game and winning it comfortably and losing the game. Are
1: we seeing that Steichen's acumen made up for a lot of Sirianni's shortcomings?
0: I, I really don't think like Steichen would make a huge difference here. I think he's an experienced play caller and he has more experience coaching at a higher level of the NFL. Like he's been a coordinator before, he's been in the league longer than Brian Johnson has. So, so I'm not saying it wouldn't help, but ultimately, like this is on Sirianni. Sirianni is the head coach. He is not only like so he should be managing all these things. But the only reason we talk about Brian Johnson and Shane Sykin is because Sirianni can't and won't call plays. Like he, he doesn't think it's advantageous for this team for him to call plays, I believe, because he, you know, he likes to be able to, to manage the game and do all those things. And that's fine. But if you're going to be someone who, who's not going to call plays because of managing games, you have to be almost flawless at it, right? Like it's such a, a manageable skill that if you are going to not call plays and not be the offensive play caller then you have to get everything correct and i heard jack say this earlier i think it's a great point like All year, even while I was one of the people that was saying, hey, they're winning, I think they're still a good team, there were every single post game hit. It was, why didn't they go for two against Minnesota? Why did the running back run in against Washington? Did they score too quickly against Pittsburgh? And to me, while we can talk about offensive scheme and defensive problems, those are the things that are red flags because those should not be a problem at this point of Sirianni's career. So, So I think the biggest issue with this team moving forward, you talk about coaching for his job. Is he able to fix those problems? That's what I'm asking if I'm Larry, Is he able to clean this up? Hey,
2: do you they think they've lost A.J. Brown? I mean, the, the A.J. thing is is so fascinating to me because I've been kind of annoyed with the not-talking thing, but at this point, I'm kind of with him, you know? And and he comes off shaking his head. He doesn't talk to the media after the game. I mean, are they on the verge here of, of a problem with A.J.? You
0: know, I, I, the whole talking to the media thing, I think you can look at it a couple ways. On one hand, what does it really matter if he talks to the media? But the other thing is I do think it speaks to like he's a captain on the team, right? Like Brandon Graham talked today. Jason Kelsey talked today. AJ did not. Like and I so while AJ is frustrated and I'm sure that he doesn't want to say something that he'll regret, I think it speaks to something about this locker room that one of their captains is has been unwilling to talk during while the ship is sinking. So does he still have trust in the coaching staff? I think that's fair to wonder, like you watch him walk up the field, shaking his head. He's been frustrated with the amount of targets early on in the year. Like there, there have been issues with AJ, but to me, I just think the not talking thing. It's not about like me as a media member. He said today, it's not about the media. It's more just like, where's the leadership on this team right now with the team thinking. And so that's the bigger concern I have about it. Like his faith in the coaching staff. I think everybody's frustrated right now. They're making tons of mistakes. They're not winning games. I completely understand being frustrated. I just think if you're going to be a captain and you have Brandon, Jason, Kelsey and like older. Hey,
1: everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Guys talking, I think some of the younger captains on the team should also be talking.
1: LA, you, we talk about the defense, and yeah, there are a lot of different faces, certainly in the secondary, but you can't use, I don't mean you, but there isn't the same excuse for the defensive line for the most part. I mean, you still have Reddick, you still have Cox, you still have Sweat, et cetera, et cetera. And once again, one sack this week. Once again, Just trucked in the run game. How is that happening where all those resources are put in that uh, that defensive line?
0: Yeah, well, they're not playing well enough. That's like, you know, certainly that that could be the whole answer in a way. They're not playing well enough. Then you can look at situational things like when the secondary is not playing well, the quarterback throws the ball quick and that makes it hard to get a sack. When they can't stop the run, they have less opportunities for sacks because they're not in, you know, they're not rushing the passer as much because they're running the ball. So I think it's a number of things for sure. But ultimately, what it comes down to is, Nobody is playing well enough. Like that, really, is, is what it is on the defensive side of the ball. The players are not making plays, and you know Matt Patricia has not been a good coordinator, really, with, ever. ever. Besides having Bill Belichick on the sideline with him, so so that's a problem too. But with the defensive line in general, they're just not playing up to what they are right now. Jalen Carter's probably hit a rookie wall. Jordan Davis is a non-factor. Hassan Reddick, you know, I think situationally has not been good. Josh Sweat hasn't made a play in a long time. Like It's just the reality of the situation is they're not getting their best players. And this team is meant and built to play with a lead and to rush the passer with that line. And that's not happening right now.
2: Bigger mistake. Uh, Jordan Davis over Kyle Hamilton or uh, Nolan Smith over Joey Porter Jr.?
0: <laughs> you know, I, look, I, I think that They both look like mistakes now, I guess. I don't know if Kyle Hamilton makes a huge difference on this team. Joey porter Jr. is having a good year, I guess. But ultimately, like, when I look at this team, I look at why it's flawed and why is it where it's at. It it has to fall on Sirianni. Like he is the one right now. Like we didn't, none of us thought this roster going into the year had major flaws. Like we could point to the linebackers and say they're not great, but they had. We repeatedly it was said the best roster in the NFL, if not a top three. Like ultimately, they are a sloppy team that is making sloppy mistakes this late into the season. Does Kyle Hamilton change that? Does Joey Porter Jr. change that? I really don't think so because I think the flaw is with the foundation right now, which is they just look disoriented, like they look disjointed, and I don't think better rookies are going to change that.
2: That's fair. Uh, how did the Devonte injury? Like, what'd you read on that uh, post game?
0: Not good. I don't think I've ever covered a player that has a boot on one week and plays the next week. So you know, not to not in addition to the fact that now you know they're going to MetLife, which is a tough turf, and then they'll be on the road. So. Yeah, it's, it's definitely concerning. And their receiver depth is not very good. Like Julio had a good game today, but he's not someone you want out there probably playing as many snaps as he would if Devontae is out. We all know how Quez has struggled this year. So if Devontae misses that wild card round, like they're, they're in major trouble now. Like, if that game's at home, I think it's such a major difference. But having to go to New, New Orleans, which in my time covering the team, is maybe the toughest place to play in the NFL in terms of noise and atmosphere. Going to Tampa is not as bad. But Tampa, and I didn't see how they did today, but they've been playing really well as of late. So the Devontae injury, if he's out, and my guess is he doesn't play next week, and then we'll see for the wild card round. It's a it's a major loss.
1: Elliot, how did it? I, I guess this is more from a Sirianni standpoint, but how did it go off the rails so much in terms of details, in terms of situational stuff? Like, yeah, I mean, it's one thing if you're getting beat because your your linebackers aren't talented enough, but but all, but all the stuff that you've been laying out, like. What changed?
0: So I think it's it's a couple things. One, I think they've had a lot of personnel turnover on defense. So I think when you have that, there are going to be communication issues, and there are going to be those types of things. So so that's that's part of it. Two, they do have two new coordinators, and I guess now they've had three new coordinators. And if you look, teams that have two new coordinators are they normally don't reach expectations because um, you know a the coaching, but also just stuff like this. So I think I think that's part of it. But I'll also say and. I, I, you can tell me if you think this comes across as an excuse or not. When I look at Sirianni and I look at this team and just being around them, I really do think the weight of, like, last year, rolling over into this year, the expectations, they just, to me, look like a team that, that are tired and that, like, have been through so much. Like I look at Sirianni in the post game today, and he looks tired to me. And, I, I, you know, that's not an excuse. It's his job. But, like, there is a reason it is so hard for teams coming off a Super Bowl to to make the playoffs next year or to go back to the Super Bowl. Like it's very rarely ever done. I think it's been forty five years since a team's done it in the NFC. Like there's a reason for that. So I would just say when looking at big picture concerns for this team, and I'm sure Lurie will have to have this discussion within his, you know, his own mind on what he wants to do. I do think coming off the Super Bowl has to be factored in with how this looks. And that leads into the sloppy play, in my opinion.
2: Elliot, you are someone that I, you know, I think heading into the game still have faith and we're not jumping off the deep end. Do you still have faith, and if so, why should we still have faith?
0: I think the reason to still have faith is because when this team plays at its best, and it's still in there somewhere, I believe, they just they play a better game than most teams. Like Going on the road in the first round is going to be tougher than being at home, but I think they win that game. The real blow to, to the faith and to like the people that still thought they could make a run is you're going to San Francisco in the second round. Like You could say you're going to have to go there no matter what. Like You might as well get it out of the way, and maybe they don't end up doing that. But for someone, as you said, that I, you know, four hours ago, I believed that they were going to make a run. I did believe in this team. The seeding thing is such a major blow if they end up at the five seed. So who knows what happens? But to me, if you go from the two to the five, it's hard to have faith that they'll make a Super Bowl run.
1: Elliot, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for hopping on, as always.
0: Yep, sounds good. Happy New Year, guys. Let
2: well, to answer the tough questions, too. pal. Thanks, tough Elliot.
0: Tough
1: <laughs> All right, Elliot. Take care. That is Elliot. Sure. I
2: mean, we Fox. grilled him. I mean, he got he got grilled. I know. Yeah, he's he's he, he got he, hey he, I mean it's it's what happens when you get dorched. It, exactly. Did we, yeah. did we just dorch Elliot?
1: He didn't get dorched. No, no I didn't no, get no. dorched. No, that wasn't a full dorching. That was like a half a dorch.